Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of... The Smart Money Happy Hour co-host with Rachel Cruz is my co-host today here on The Ramsey Show. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Liz starts off this hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. So I am based in North Carolina, um, and I make $43,000 a year. I'm on baby step two, paying off debt. I just cut up my first credit card, which was a whirlwind, um, but got through that. And now I have $20,000 in debt and student loans to the government. And I had two questions kind of revolving that. One, should I wait to pay it off for, like, wait for it to get forgiven, or should I start paying it off now? And the second one kind of comes in with that. My dad passed a few years ago and left an inheritance. I have literally the exact change amount to pay that off. Um, I've been hesitant to do that because I kind of want to feel my own pain of my own stupid decision, but I also don't want to put that money towards my loans. I'd rather do something more important with it. Um, So, yeah, that's my kind of question. Cool. Is that your only debt, $20,000 of student loans? Yes. I thought you said you cut up a credit card. It, no debt on it? Yes. Yeah, no, I always paid off my my limit, but George Kim will help me figure out. Okay, I, need, I need to cut it up. <laughs> I did. Look at that. Who yeah. knew, Dave? That's awesome to hear, Liz. So if this is the yeah, only I mean, debt, and you said the inheritance is to the penny the amount. Now, I yeah. don't know what your faith background is. You know, you can call it a coincidence, but that just seems pretty happenstance that the inheritance yes, yeah, matches up is. to your debt. It is, and I, I've I've thought a lot about it, and it just. And my dad was very like very uh, financially. Um, I mean, he came in, he came over from Venezuela, and he um, had a very difficult life um, providing for himself and, and the family. So wow. he was on track, like trying to do. He yeah. he didn't agree with Dave altogether, but I started on the Dave train a little while ago. But um, he really wanted me to own a home, and really wanted me to get like financially. Um, supported, supporting myself. So I just, I don't know if I'm crazy for using that money or if I'm like, I, I also don't want to not feel the pain of my own decision. Yeah. Um, uh, um, y- your dad, I'm going to guess, was a person of great integrity. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was. And so you paying off a loan that you signed your name to and borrowed even if it later might be paid off by the government is an act of integrity that i think he would be proud of yeah yeah no i yeah i and i think and i think if if that and i think if you used your inheritance for that i don't think he would call you stupid and neither would i um, and I don't think you have to get 30 lashes on your back just to prove that you learned a lesson. I, I think you've learned your lesson. <laughs> I hope you've learned your lesson. Are you going to go borrow money again? No, no, no. Okay. If <laughs> no, you're through, if you're no. through, then you're through, right? And so 
you know, let's use this and get cleaned up and then build your emergency fund and then let's start building wealth so that you can leave it uh, to your heirs and have the same kind of legacy that your dad had. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was at dinner with my family the other night and I told them this plan of paying it off and they all looked at me like I was crazy and they, they ripped me to shreds. And I said, no, but this is about integrity. So I, I thank you for your advice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think, one of the things I always think about when someone asks me um, what they should do with an inheritance that they got is always think about the person that left the inheritance and what would make them smile from heaven. And I don't think you paying off your debts now that you've learned your lesson and you living a financially responsible life going forward, regardless of if some half-butt family member ripped you to shreds or not, um, you know, uh, you just, you know, I'm just going to pay off a debt that I actually owe and not wait on uh, welfare. Mm. And um, I, I got a feeling your dad's smiling about that. Um, and so, uh, and here's the other thing. Five years from today, if you live forward, following the Ramsey process, continuing in the baby steps, you're going to have substantial money. And five years from today, are you going to look back if the debts are forgiven by uh, the government later? Are you going to look back and feel like you did something wrong? No, you're not. So you're not going to have regret long-term from having done the right thing. Even if it, even if it has a little bit of pain to it and even if uh, stupid people disagree with you. Stupid people disagree with you all the time when it comes to money. That's why we call them stupid people. They don't get a vote. You're not taking a poll. And, and so you raised the question earlier, Liz, of uh, what if there's more important things like should be doing with this money and i can think of nothing more important than setting yourself free financially from this yeah. debt that's been hanging over your neck and if they forgive if the biden administration gets it through the courts and next week they come out and forgive it which they're not going to but i i personally wouldn't have any regret because i signed up for this trip and i took the trip yeah. you know this this decision is taking up too much mental space when yeah. it could be free right now too many calories brooke is in hattiesburg mississippi hi brooke what's up Hey, Dave. Hey, George. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. How can we help? So this is a money question, but it's mostly an emotional, psychological question, I think. Um, my husband and I want your advice on whether or not we should go home to visit family for Christmas this year. Uh, the backstory for that is that we live here in Mississippi, and both of our families live in the North. And every year, it's our routine to stop in Ohio, go to New York and come back because we're the only ones that live in the South. My husband is getting his PhD in genetics at USM. Uh, I'm super proud of him about that. So, uh, and we have the only grandchild <laughs> on both sides of the family. Uh, so everyone very much wants to see us. Yeah, you have, you, have, you have a great, set. you have great bait. Come see us yeah, if you want to see the game. grandchild. Mississippi. You come to Mississippi. <laughs> it's a Mississippi Christmas. Oh, yeah, and she's, she's the sweetest, too. I love her. But anyway, um, so we've been working our baby steps, and it has been a bit of an uphill battle with, you know, with my husband still in his um, Ph.D. program, and I'm trying as best as I can to be a stay-at-home mom and uh, still bring in uh, the income that we need to do everything we need to do. But we've uh, paid off probably close to $20,000 in debt, 
and the last that we are uh, that we have left is about five thousand dollars left on a credit card. I would choose to spend this Christmas in Mississippi and invite everyone to come see you. And if they don't want to go, that was their choice, and you guys are going to have a great little Christmas. It's just one year, one year, and they can—they're more than welcome. We'd love to have them. Nobody's mad at anybody. It, we just can't do it this year. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, by the way, when you go through your life, uh, it changes as to who visits who with the, with the different phases of your life. This is the Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. procrastinators listen up we're extending our cyber monday sale where you can get our best prices of the year on your favorite products uh for this week only you can get our best-selling books and tools as low as five dollars apparently our marketing department did not get the uh inflation memo because we have a deflation recession thing going on at ramseysolutions.com everything's down that just makes no sense, but it is. That's what we're, I mean, we're trying to help people, all kidding aside. We're trying to sell stuff. So you can shop our quick reads like my latest quick read, which is called The Momentum Theorem or Dr. John Deloney's Redefining Anxiety. All of those are under $10. Most of the number one bestsellers are $10. The best-selling bundle we have, the starter special, is 77% off. It's got the stuff in it you need to start working on all this. And, of course, The Baby Steps Millionaires, my latest number one, is only $10. Most of our books or ten dollars beats that's ten books for a hundred bucks you really cannot beat this stuff this is a season to share hope with other people this is a way to do it it's not condemning to give them a book on how to get their act together you just say hey this helped me i hope it'll help you that's all you have to do instead of like you know here's a book on losing weight because you're fat don't Very do that. Different. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not good. Cyber Monday sale uh, continues all week long at RamseySolutions.com. Remember, prices as low as $5. So, George, um, they're dropping like flies. Who is? The um, the Bitcoin boys. Oh, my goodness. The Bitcoin, the Bitcoin bros are, they're just, they're just dying like on the vine. I don't know what's happening. They're like the dinosaurs. We're going to look it's, back. It's almost like... Um, like they had a bad business model. Wait, you mean you mean like fake it was, money? Fake money didn't work or something, wow. you know. 
I'm gloating a little because I caught so much hell from you Bitcoin oh, yeah. bros for the last three years, five years on how stupid a boomer I am and how out of touch I am while I'm telling you to stay away from this crap. And now another one files bankruptcy just a few minutes ago, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had Block, a... BlockFi? BlockFi. Crypto lender BlockFi follows FTX into bankruptcy. And follows uh, four others that filed this week into bankruptcy. And so. it's because it was a house of cards. Zay, Zay, is, Zay is dropping like flies, man. Oh. It's not. It's not. It's, uh, it's, I doubt many of our listeners had their money tied up in this kind of crap because they actually listen to this show. Uh, so I hope no one out there listening was hurt by this situation because users are going to their accounts and it's zero, and they're not getting their money back in these situations. So it's it's a scary uh, environment if you did throw a bunch of money into crypto, which millions of people have. You remember the old uh, movie? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah. Had a run on the bank. Yeah. You go to get get your money out and you can't get it out. The bank went broke. Who knew? It's a wonderful life. It's, it's a modern day tale. Yeah, I wonder if there's any little angels with their bells ringing on this one. I'm guessing not. It. I'm guessing there's some devils doing the dance with their pitchforks oh. instead. Uh, you got to wonder I'm, how many more. I'm kind of thinking there's not any angels involved in this. I no. could be wrong. I mean, the guy looks like Belushi in Animal House. So there's no way that he's... Yeah. Uh, All that actually, Belushi in Animal House, as stoned as he was, looks better than this guy. So, um, wow. That's what happens you don't get out of the basement often enough for, for fresh air and a haircut. <laughs> oh, man. This is a house of cards, Dave, truthfully. I mean, the whole thing is just crumbling because they were all intertwined with each other, and it turns out uh, it was only worth what people were willing to pay for it based on hype instead of based on actual you know, revenues and profits, which is what the S&P 500 is based off of. Well, and to recoup, I mean, we're gloating and carrying on and poking fun at you people, but we gave you great intellectual and academic detail on why this was going to happen. I just truthfully did not think it would happen at this scale this soon. Even that caught me by surprise. I figured it was going to, you know, it would unravel. There'd be a few things drop here or there. And eventually the thing would stabilize and, you know, over a period of a decade, begin to get some actual credibility. I, I thought it would probably work its way through. I don't know if the whole thing makes it. It may it may just completely Implode. cave in. I mean, the domino effect on this is because the um, I mean, well, because here's the thing. Rabbi, this is an interesting lesson for everybody, not just Bitcoin, but about everything. Rabbi Lappin talks about this book, our, our, our good friend. He's an Orthodox Jewish rabbi, best-selling book called Thou Shall Prosper. In the book, he looks at uh, money through the Jewish lens, and he explains to us properly that money is not about math. Money is about trust. Money is spiritual. And so... That's why all kinds of weird things have been used as a medium of exchange throughout history, whether it be a gold bar, wampum that we trade Long Island for, uh, furs in the Old West, pioneer days, you know, two beaver pelts. Why would you take a, a skinned beaver pelt as payment for something? Because you trust, you believe that other people will exchange that for uh, some biscuit dough and some hardtack, right? And so you know that, you know, you can use anything as a medium of exchange if you trust that it can be used to exchange goods. In the Old Testament, uh, one of the things that was used was oil. 
Oil was used to keep the Holy of Holies, the lamps burning in the temple in the Holy of Holies, and oil was a symbol of God's Spirit. It was used to anoint kings. You see the prophets pouring oil over the top of the head of King David or King Saul, uh, anointing them king. Uh, and, and oil, because it was prized, then you could literally go into the marketplace in those days with a carafe of oil and do an exchange. And so when the Bible says, in the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, it's an indication of wealth. Choice food and oil were indications of wealth because it was used for a medium of exchange. You can use, I don't know, textiles. You could use anything that another person would accept. And so it's about trust. It's a spiritual thing. Money is spiritual, and all money is spiritual. Uh, The dollar bill is no exception. It's not magical. The only reason the dollar bill is, is um, more is more believable, has more credibility, is because it's more widely accepted and has a longer track record. That's all. Yeah, and uh, you know, backed by the government, and so that that's where the regulation comes in. Versus uh, yeah, but you have to believe that that matters. We all are in agreement that this dollar is worth something. I, I just, I'm really the backing of the government doesn't even impress me anymore. It's just the idea that I know that I can take this and go buy uh, a steak with it. I can fill up my car with it. Well, I can't. I can put a few dollars. Almost. A few, I've put a little bit of stuff in my car, but a little bit of gas in my car. But you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. uh, and crypto never really had that. It doesn't have a track record. It wasn't volatile. It was too volatile. It was too narrowly accepted by a very narrow portion of the population. Um, and yet everyone attributed to it the same credibility, the same spiritual power that, say, the dollar or even the peso, or even the yen has, and it, it's not. It was not there. Yeah, it was a nuance within the economy. Even though it was massive, it was still a nuance within the world economy. It had not yet proven itself. No, it was a, 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 a an out of control, overgrown baby child, and now it's falling in. And everybody started treating it like it was a legitimate thing and, it, and they got their heads taken off well, we kept and, telling you don't do this and the fraudsters and the scammers started to realize we can make a quick buck by entering the space well you know why they entered the space we need that's also spiritual because who was playing in the space were people looking for quick easy money and people who are looking for quick easy money are always easy prey mm. to the con artist and the, and the scammer and so you're most easily conned when you're afraid or when you're a greedy and um, if you're neither of those, it's very hard to con you. Yeah, you're not, and you desperate. don't you don't fall for it. But get rich quick, man! If you're in there going, I, I got, I, I'm, I'm cutting edge. I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin bro, man. I'm the, I'm the smartest guy on the planet, and I'm on TikTok, and that that proves it right there. Yep. And I'm all of this crap, and you're setting yourself up. Absolutely. Well, I just hope my next paycheck isn't in beaver pelts. I'm a little worried now, Dave, of what you're trying to get at here. Hmm. Dave's trying to go back to the old times. Hmm. Let's see if he'll take some textiles this month. Hmm. Oh, man. George, I'm going to leave it to break and go hunting. That would not shock me, honestly. I'm Never killed a beaver. That's Doesn't why you bought this property by the woods, Dave, so you can take a quick break. That's it. I can go down there and make a beaver pelt and pay George. Oh, That's what man. we'll do. Just go, um, get, you know, go down there to Next the... Next segment, uh, I'm going to be Davy Crockett with this on my head, Dave. It's going to be great. He did not wear a beaver pelt, George. You were, That was a coonskin cap. You are so lame. This is The Ramsey Show.
George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Sandy is with us in Cincinnati. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I am excited to get started on the Ramsey plan. Um, My daughter actually introduced me to it. She's 12. Um, But my concern is that I am in the middle of changing homes a lot. My my life is turned upside down. And so um, I'm getting divorced. How do you start a budget when you don't even know what the bills are going to be? Mm. You know, like I'm going to be moving in three months. I just, I'm not sure how to even get started because right now I have joint bank accounts and then it's going to change to be mine. So I'm just curious as to any tips you have about that. Horrible time of year to be going through all that. I'm sorry. Well, it's actually a relief for me at this point, so. Okay. The divorce has been filed as final as what? So um, it's we're we're doing sort of an amicable divorce. So the agreement is being written up by the lawyer, but it'll basically it it should be final in the next two or three months. Okay. So and we've already worked out most of the details with arbitration. Okay. Then you should be able to close your joint accounts today. Already. You should be able to if you if you're in agreement on it. Well, I mean, it's like the final back and forth about it within the next two or three weeks. But, yeah, I would say probably in a month. Yeah. Um, so do not put any more money into a joint account. Your attorney should have told you that. Okay. Uh, well, I think my husband is keeping the house that we're in, and I'm moving out. And I think it was just because that's what we've always been doing. And I guess I know, but you're not married it. anymore soon. And okay. um, w- what we've run into in 30 years of doing what I do is that sometimes people get right to this point, and it suddenly is not amicable, and suddenly he takes all the money out of the account, and now you're really screwed. So you need to be able to manage December. And you don't have any money. I do. I have a separate account. That's what Um, I'm saying. Okay. That's what I said to do. All right. All right. Good. But most of our money is in the joint account. Okay. But But we need to to bring the the cash portion of this agreement to an end as soon as possible and disperse so that you can begin to set up that part. Now, here's the thing. You can do a budget this month for this month. It'll never be like this again. But for this month, you can say... For December, what are my expenses, and where's my income, and where's my cash going to go? And then for January, I got to move, or I got to get a different place, or I got to add deposits. It's going to be a different budget, right? Okay. And then February will be a different budget, but it always is different. You never do the same budget every month. Some of them are more similar than yours are going to be for the next few months. You're going to be vastly different every month for a while until it stabilizes, but you have to tell your money this month what to do before it leaves because you're in the middle of um, a a hugely volatile crisis situation, and it will give you great peace if you take control of this one area of your life. Okay, well, we pay all of our bills, though, from the joint account, and it's, like, automatic, so... Like, out of my personal account, I'm not paying any... Okay, so what is your budget for this month okay given that the, the this weird joint account situation that's in limbo is going to take care of our bills but you still have some things you have to do in december as a newly independent person right 
Okay. And you need to write out that budget. There's probably okay. not a lot to it, is what you're right. saying. There's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, but you need a game plan, all right? And, and it might be that I'm setting aside a pile of money because in January after Christmas I got to move out and I need deposits, right? Right. I'm going to actually buy my house in cash. Wow. Yeah, I have an inheritance, so um, I'm I'm going to do that. And that, are you, are you renting in between, or are you jumping right no. into the home purchase? Jumping right in. Um, it's yeah, it's crazy, but. Um, I don't want to loan money at a high interest rate, and I've got the money in the inheritance, and I'm buying a reasonable house, you know, like 260000 Um How much is in your inheritance? Um, my portion will probably be about 300 plus. You don't have the money yet. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, you said you're, you, you, if, you don't, if you have the money, you should know how much it is probably be well because i'm going to give some i'm giving some to some other family members so i have some i have some choice in that it was all left to me but i'm going to give some to some other family members so it's much larger so it's all your portion yeah and you have that already yes okay so it's not probably be it's up to you and so how much is your inheritance that is in your account um well, like 450000 Okay, cool. And, and so, yeah, because that matters. Not, I mean, if you got yeah, 200, 262000 and you're going to spend two hundred sixty, that's a little less reasonable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, the other thing is that I'm not settling the estate. It's all mine. It's nearly settled until after the divorce. That way there's absolutely no way that he can get it is what my lawyer told me to do. So, like, we have all the papers ready to go, but... So you don't have the four hundred and fifty. I do. <laughs> I mean, I I have it. I could settle the estate today if I wanted to, but I'm choosing to wait until after the divorce so that there okay. it's cleaner. All right. But it's all in accounts, and it's there's no one else. It's not- I got you. Okay. okay. Well, the question was about starting the budget, starting this process, and budgeting is a habit, and so you're it's going to take. You know, on average, it takes 90 days to get a hang of this budget, and now is the best time to start when you're in this situation. You need to be paying attention to where every single dollar is going and protect it uh, because this marriage has become a financial transaction, and you need to now stay protected. Yeah, and let's get the things unraveled as quickly as possible. Um, You're not going to do this, but my advice to you would be to not buy a house right now. Uh, you're hell-bent on doing this. But, Sandy, just in talking to you, you're chasing your tail through the whole conversation. I mean, one minute it's one thing, one minute it's another thing, one minute it's another thing. You don't, you know, you're, you're discombobulated all over the place, and you don't need to be buying a house when your head's in the space it's in right now. Uh, and it, it's normal transaction for us as we tell people. If you go through in the middle of a major crisis where you're grieving something like this, I don't care if it's a relief. It's still a divorce. It's still one of the ten things that will put you in the hospital. It's still high stress, high anxiety situation, unbelievable levels of emotion, and cortisol coursing through your body, and it affects your ability to make decisions. And just the conversation with you was discombobulated. And so I'm just telling you, if you're my little sister. I would love you and tell you not to buy a house right now. Just go, go, rent, rent. go rent something for six months and let the emotional dust settle. You will make different decisions. And, by the way, don't commit to giving any of this inheritance away for six months. Let the emotional dust settle. Um, y- y- there's all kinds of psychology behind you're about to make mistakes here.
um and but you're going to do whatever because i can tell I'm, we're not going to be able to stop you but um the way you do a budget is you do it for that month with what you have to work with and then you do it for the next month with what you have to work with and so you don't have to wait until everything stabilizes to start doing a budget as a matter of fact the only way it will stabilize is to do a budget this month and then do a budget next month and then do a budget next month and then you're stabilizing what you can yeah they're not static it's you know december has christmas and so that affects your budget for that month and january is going to have its own expenses and so you've got to be restarting this process a lot of the line items will stay the same but it will fluctuate especially if you have a regular income slowing down on large giving decisions to relatives that were not in the will slowing down on large purchase decisions like a home uh, in the middle of this much upheaval and volatility in your life is not fear it is not weakness it is wisdom so what we are recommending here is wisdom we're not calling you weak or inept we're saying you just got t-boned and you're kind of dazed and you're walking around the intersection with with little birds flying around your head in a cartoon and you need to get where you can sit down on the curb for a minute let your head clear before you start admitting fault in this accident that's what the kind of crap we're dealing with here it's trauma this is the ramsey show proven in a culture that is completely soft coddled raised by helicopter parents enabled that you can be offended by almost anything because you people are so wussified out there i never dreamed george that you would actually post an instagram about eating at home is cheaper than eating out and you would piss off half of the nation you know this how in the world is that controversial you started the trend, Dave, because you've always said... I know, but how is it How is it that America is so completely wussified that the idea that you should not eat out if you're broke causes you to be angry and hate George? Unbelievable. In their defense, I have a punchable face. I understand. No, but not for that. Here's you might happened. get a punchable face for something else. Here's what happened. This is just... Pitiful. I did a, a, a talk. Dang, up. George, kick us while we're down. I do enjoy eating out even though I'm poor. You need to value your own time as if you're a king. It takes time to make your own food. You wussies. You unbelievable little children people. Unbelievable. I, lo- I would watch an entire show of just Dave doing impressions of the commenters. This is brilliant. Okay, I, I don't even read comments, but they told me they were vicious on your Instagram, so I pulled them up, and I am laughing my butt off at how pitiful you people are commenting on this. You are absolute morons. This is unbelievable. Here's what happened, Dave. We, Our social team took a 10-second clip from my talk at our smart conference event in Dallas about the cost of eating out, and we're trying to help people find margin in their budgets with inflation. So I'm just telling people, hey, eat at home. Eat at a new place called Mikasa, and if you want to save some money. So, James, play the clip so that everyone understands why you are the most hated man in America. Who knew this is how I get canceled? The average cost of a meal right now is 13 bucks. Eating at home, 4 bucks. 
So when you eat out, here's the math, because I'm a nerd, you spent 325% more. Enjoy. That, that was the entire clip. And uh, it got 1.7 million views on TikTok, 300,000 views on Instagram, and most of those were like hate watches because they're angry. Now, I will say, Dave, there was one comment that was true. It is 225% more. It's 3.25 times more, but 225% more. So for the true nerds in the comments, I salute your extra math there. But for everyone else, they're going, what was this, the 1990s? You can't eat out for... My Taco Bell cost $16. (sighs) Guys, let me just tell you, it's a simple freaking formula. If you run a restaurant, you pay the food cost and you pay rent and you pay insurance and you pay labor to cook the food hypothetically and deliver it to one of you people who have no idea that you can actually cook at home apparently it was shocking to your little systems that you might actually engage in labor in your own freaking kitchen other than your crop unbelievable man my favorite is people saying well dave i save so much time when i go to rent have you been to a restaurant you got to drive there number one well and here's traffic. the thing oh and i left Wait. out profit yep and tip and tip well I, these people don't tip clearly clearly oh no this is unbelievable so here's the thing i don't mind you eating at a restaurant george doesn't mind you eating in a restaurant but to say that it is punishment against your little soul that you shouldn't eat at a restaurant when you're freaking broke is so wussified, people. That's ridiculous. And, of course, it's cheaper to cook at home. Of course it's cheaper. Now, I don't know if it's $13 versus $4 or $130 versus $50. But 100% of you that can do any level of math have to know that it is cheaper to make the exact same meal at home than it is at any restaurant. You are paying for the entertainment value and the convenience of eating out. Those things are called luxuries, wimp. That's right. And regardless of the numbers, like you mentioned, Dave, it's about the ratios. And no matter where you look online and what numbers you pull up, eating out is going to cost 3, 4, 5x what it costs. Sure it does. Now, here's the thing. These people don't understand, Dave. When I said it's $4 a meal, I'm not saying the meal for the entire family was $4. I'm talking about a it serving. It doesn't matter, George. They were arguing. The only reason they want to pick apart your math is because they didn't like your conclusion that their little butt should eat at home when they're poor. You know what it is? No one and taught when you're not poor, you listen, I've been poor, and you know what we did? We ate at home. We weren't poor. We were broke. Poor is a mindset. That's right. Broke is I'm passing through. Okay? But if you're broke, you eat at home. Yeah. You eat at home. And you eat the same thing again tomorrow night because it's called leftovers. Ooh, gross. I can't stand leftovers. Me and Sharon Ramsey agree that we're big fans of leftovers. Oh, Sharon. Dave's God, she it. won't quit. Wears me out with leftovers to this day. Because she remembers being broke. This is not going to waste. And there's stuff in our refrigerator that's 83 years old. I mean, it's God Almighty. And we can afford to eat out. Okay? Going to a nice steakhouse tonight. Thank you, Jesus. All right? And I want you to go out to eat. I'm a big fan of restaurants. I like restaurant people. I like eating out. But it is entertainment and convenience. It is not economics. A necessity for survival. Ever. You never eat out based on economics. Ever. And it is not an entitlement, you wimp. My time, I'm going to treat myself like a king. Oh, kiss my butt. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Treat my. You sound like you're four years old. 
I mean, what is your your emotional maturity level? There's no to age limit like for that. Instagram, Dave. Kick you could us, be four. Kick us while we're down. What kind of crap is that? Kick you while you're down. What we're trying to do is keep you from staying down because you keep making stupid butt decisions. And that's offensive, Dave. It's offensive to do be mature. It's offensive to actually have a longer mentality on things. Ugh. It's like, God, I keep I keep looking at these. They just make me matter and matter and matter. The hour I spent co- cooking is sometimes worth the cost difference. There well, we go. It is, if you can afford it. it it's, no one disputes that. The problem is people are saying, Dave, I'm living paycheck The beauty paycheck of me paycheck. going out to eat tonight is Sharon don't get any leftovers to add to the refrigerator. She might There's take some There's an added home. benefit, but that's not an economic thing. That's a Dave don't want any more leftovers thing, okay? That's all that is. You know, oh, my God, this can't be current. We've done the math as well. Oh, you idiot. Of course it's current. It depends on which meal set you're looking at and what you actually bought and where you bought. If you're buying organic eggs from a house chicken at stinking that was you know it's not even a real chicken and you're buying it at whole whole paycheck at whole foods instead of going down the regular grocery store and getting regular cheap eggs you know you could pay 18 dollars for a dadgum thing of eggs or you can pay a whole lot less for a thing of eggs i mean dozen eggs this is nuts it's insane and so yes where you shop matters we talked about that in the talk at smart conference Go shop at Aldi and buy it in bulk at Costco, and you can save big per serving. And people are saying, you can't get out of there for li-. Yes, you might spend 200 bucks at Costco, but hopefully oh, that God. feeds you for two weeks Listen, off of if that you want to rationalize and justify anything you can, that's fine. But there's no possible thing you come off as, as except inept and immature when you start saying that, A, eating out is your right and it's your life it's in the constitution is, your I life think. is damaged kick us while we're down oh my god yeah i'll kick you while you're down don't go on vacation if you're broke people <gasps> don't do it i made a woman on the today show that i was coaching cry on national television because she went on vacation in the middle of me coaching her and i'm like that's the dumbest dadgum thing i've ever wow. heard if you lost your mind i told you not to do that and she starts crying and i got trashed because i jumped her case about dadgum being stupid here's the next one you're gonna get dave dave going on vacation is cheaper than my rent so i'm just gonna go on vacation it's cheaper it makes about as much sense as this stupid argument does yeah and it's and and by god it's my right you can't just work all the time of course you have to take time off you work all the time when you're broke that's what you do that's how you not be broke anymore my grandmother used to say there's a great place to go when you're broke to work you work. That's how you fix the. That's how you fix the broke problem. That's Money comes from like no work. You work. That's what you do. Is it, is it oh a way of life goodness. throughout your whole life? No. But you little wussy, you go to work. That's how you fix this. You don't go out to eat, and you don't go on vacation. You're broke. It's not a human right. Dave, Good I think it's time God, for you to, we're spoiled. Y'all rotten. are gonna make Dave jump into my comment section. We're, this is a dangerous no, time I'm to not be alive. I, I am not joining. Listen, comments you entertain are proof. A clown, you if you read comments on anything, you know why some species kill their young. I mean, it's unbelievable. Wow. This is The Ramsey Show.
Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.